Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bichard. Today I read the case Hawkins v. DeWine, 968F3D603, Court of Appeal, 6th Circuit, 2020. Friends, today we're going to talk about ballot access and COVID-19 again. How's everybody doing today? I trust you're doing well. I trust you are finding a way to find inspiration in advancing third parties. So what happened in this case? It involved Howie Hawkins and Dario Hunter, the Green Party candidates. Anybody out there vote for them this time around? If you did, you rock. Although I voted for another third party, they rocked too. I did vote for a Green Party for one race. So friends, you can split your third party tickets. What happened here? It says, quote, In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the state of Ohio issued a series of orders restricting in-person gatherings, but it left unchanged its ballot access laws, which required candidates in minor political parties hoping to be listed on the November ballot to show that they have a modicum of community support by collecting petition signatures from Ohio voters. The law requires that signatures be collected in person, a task which has become more difficult in the era of social distancing. The case presents us with the question whether the state's ballot access requirements as applied have become unconstitutionally burdensome in the light of the orders restricting in-person gatherings. End quote. Have anybody out there had experience with doing organizing while doing the COVID-19 thing. It would be interesting to hear about that. I've thought about that, how such applies. Particularly if you're in Ohio, let me know how that goes. If you've done ballot access, all the better. That rocks. Ballot access rocks. So I'd love to see third parties advance it. Third parties talk about it all the time, and therefore, I see it here too, in these cases. So it brings home the point to me, this is a battle we want to fight. The decision also says, quote, Two of the plaintiffs in this case, Howard Howie Hawkins and Dario Hunter, seek to qualify to run as independent candidates for President of the United States in the November 2020 election. To do so, Ohio law requires them to file with Ohio Secretary of State, a nominating petition with no fewer than 5,000 signatures of qualified Ohio electors by August 5, 2020. The signatures must be signed in ink next to the voter's name. Each individual circulating petitions for an independent candidate must also sign a statement stating that they witnessed the signature. The upshot of these two requirements is that each signature must be collected and witnessed in person. Another set of plaintiffs, Joseph D. Joseph R. D. Mare, Nathaniel Lane, Brett Joseph, Becca Calhoun, and Anita Rios, seek together signatures for two purposes to nominate candidates for the November 2020 election and to form the Green Party as a minor political party under Ohio law. End quote. Good job, friends. Good job doing this. We like to see this. Although COVID-19 is raging, you still are 
finding a way to advance third parties, advance ballot access in the midst of this. So we appreciate that. The decision says here that our friends did not give an indication of how many signatures they got. Do you think they should have done that? Do you think that would have been required? If you have a legal background, does that change things? Do you think it has any effect? They talk about how in, in Ohio, like we know pretty much every state did, they stopped doing the gatherings. They did say here in Ohio, it they still allowed gatherings that advance the First Amendment. I'm not sure how they drew the distinction, how they prevented some gatherings but allowed others. But they wanted to respect the First Amendment. And we here love the First Amendment, so I guess Ohio... That is good, at least. You're trying to balance the two. Once again, our friends invoke the First and Fourteenth Amendment. Again and again, in these cases I'm seeing, these bell access cases, the First and Fourteenth Amendment are invoked. Like I said before, earlier in this podcast, we love the First Amendment here. And the Fourteenth Amendment rocks too. So we'd like to see that. That's a strong argument, it sounds like. Our friends mentioned in this case the social distancing thing made it hard for them to get the signatures. The judges called this an intermediate burden. In some cases, so far, we've talked about, based on the circumstances of the ballot access, the, what they call burden, was not so great. And other times they said it was too great. So it sounds like they considered something in the middle here. They listened to what Ohio government had to say here. And they talk about how Ohio government needed to make sure these signatures were true signatures. And other things of that nature. Ultimately, they say the this these laws, these new restrictions by Ohio do not make a constitutional error. Alas, alas. So they ultimately say, quote, we affirm the district court's order dismissing this case, end quote. Let's think about this, friends. They challenged it in the district court. They didn't win. Some people would stop after a loss, but they kept going. And then they went to the court of appeals here. So good job, friends. Good job. 
Keep this in mind. Use this for inspiration. And I hope to find trials where we win. Trials we win or lose can serve as inspiration alike. So let us understand and learn about these trials. Bell Access rocks. Long live third parties. Goodbye.